Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm so happy to be here. It's, it's a great honor to be able to share with my family personally. That's you. Because <laughs> Mexicans, we tend to have a large family, you know, with cousins and aunts and uncles, but, but you really are my family. And um, I know it's Pentecost, and I was praying and asking the Lord, what am I going to share at the, uh, at the Father's Church? And uh, he kept on uh, showing me fire. And there's, there's a few reasons, and you'll, you'll see why. It's, and it, it's just a coincidence. I know there's no coincidences in, in God, but uh, I'm going to be speaking on fire. And let's go, let's go to start with to Genesis 3, 24, chapter 3, 24. And for here we have Abraham, and God has starting to tell him about his purpose and his calling and how he's going to make him a blessing for the nations. And he asks him to cut in half a cow and a goat and a... Um, let me see what, what else was there. It was five animals, a turtle dove and a, a pigeon and a, um, a, she, a ram of three years old. But the interesting thing is after waiting for a, a long time, God manifests himself as fire. And it went through or in between this offering, this scattered offering, and he didn't burn it. It says he just went through. And another instance is in Genesis uh, 15. That's that. I'm sorry. That was Genesis 15:17. I will. I will. I was. <laughs> I always get the, the verses mixed up. But that was Genesis 15:17. And the other instance where God manifests Himself as fire is Exodus 3, uh, 2. You want to read that with me? So it looks more like I'm a professional preacher. Genesis 3, 2. No, I'm sorry. No, that's not it. Exodus 3, 2. Yeah, it was, it was like a woman. Was <laughs> Exodus 3, 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. So God likes showing himself up, presenting himself up as fire. And fire speaks about his purpose. In this case, he was talking about, or, or what the message for Moses was, the indications for Moses were, were redeeming his people from Egypt, from slavery. Whereas unto Abraham, what he was talking about was about his creation. You know, that sacrifice was the earth and, and the plans that God has for the earth. And God was the fire going there, uh, going through that creation that needs to be restored. But he didn't, whenever he wants to restore, he, does, he burns, but he does not consume. 
and that's why he didn't consume the offering from Abraham, and that's why he didn't consume the burning bush. He was, in both times, speaking about redemption and restoration and bringing it back into the original purpose. And that, that's how he showed himself on, onto both men of God, both Abraham and Moses. And um, hang on with me there. That's, there's a reason why I'm, why I'm talking about all this. <laughs> Let's go to Deuteronomius. Is that how you call it? Deuteronomius? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 4.24. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Now this is interesting because he, uh, oh no, no, that's, uh, I skipped that one. I skipped that one. Uh, Deuteronomy 9.30, that's the next, that's the next one, Scott. Deuteronomy 4.24 is, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Why is God using his fiery nature together with the jealousy? Because God is love. The Bible says, describes God as, defines that God is love, and then mathematically, love is God as well. A equals A, right? Because I was sitting there in the front, bench, and I know I'm not going to fail math classes, <laughs> as Les said. So, um, and then we can go to Deuteronomy 9.3. Again, God describes himself as fire. Deuteronomy 9.3, it's easier if I read it from there. Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over thee. As a consuming fire, he shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before thy face. So shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord hath said unto thee. All right? So this, this is a key verse today, because what I'm going to be talking about fire. And again, just remembering these instances, fire is God's purpose, fire is God's love, and jealousy for his purpose. And here he's talking about his purpose for his people who are taking the land. And he says God goes before them as fire. And he's going to destroy all, his, all their enemies just so that his people can accomplish the purpose that God has for that land. So we're an instrument. I mean, I know God loves us, and in so many ways, yes, he, he gave his, uh, his life for us, but it's, it goes much more further. We got to accomplish the purposes that he's got, and that's a saintly ministry. So um, remember that verse that talks about God, fire, and jealousy? It also has a parallel in Song of Solomon 8.6. You got it? Set me as a seal upon thy heart, 
as a seal upon thine arm, for love is strong as death, jealousy is cruel as the grave, the coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. So again, fire goes along with love. In the New Testament, the Heavenly Father defines his passionate love by using the Greek word agape. Agape is regularly linked in the Bible with the Greek word terio, which that's where the, our, our uh, a word comes, terrain. You have that word in, in Spanish, a, a terrain, a, you know, a land. Uh, there is no finer example of the demonstration of agape than what we perceive in the life of Jesus Christ. As Jesus abode in the agape of God, he applied the commandments of God into his place of assignment. He told, so, he told us in John 15, if we follow him in the same way, the fire of the passion of God will abide in our lives. So now let's go to John 15:10. If you keep my, my commandments, that's that word keep, is stereo. That's interesting. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I, as I have kept, again, terio, even as I have terio, my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. So first we have fire, and, and, and then we have love, and God is telling us, if you love me, you're going to terio my commandments, or you're going to establish the plans that I have for, for the land, for the terio, you're going to represent them and you're going to establish them there. In order to fully love the Lord Jesus, we must apply his directives with the, within the places wherein we have been planted. Some people think keeping the commandments is merely an admonition to obey the golden rule and to apply the, to apply the wisdom of the Beatitudes. The terio is not a list of rules, but a placement within which the rule of God must be applied. And then let's go to John 14, 15. Okay. If you love me, keep my commandments. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. Again, it is... If you love me, terio my commandments. As we apply ourselves in this manner, the promise of the Lord Jesus ensures he will show himself to us. Uh, the word transla translated as, as manifest in the following scripture, which is uh, John 14, 21, means to reveal, to appear, or to demonstrate. Okay, so... John 14, 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, that's stereo, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me, he shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and I will reveal myself to him. So again, as we're obedient, he will continually and gradually reveal his plans to us. And this is a, 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 another key verse to what is coming, because this is just the introduction to the message. <laughs> I always like that. <laughs> so how will we know we are operating as children of God? 
how will we identify those functioning on behalf of the will of the, the Heavenly Father? In what way will we recognize those demonstrating sonship in the kingdom of God? Let's go to 1 John 5, 2 and 3. By this we know that we love the children of God. Or another translation says, the sons of God. When we love God and keep his commandments, again, that's terio. For this is the love of God, that we terio his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Uh, so what, what, what this is saying is, by this we know that we love being some sons of God, or that we are totally... Uh, committed to the ministry of, of being sons of God by applying his will and the intercession in the terio that he has placed us. And um, an understanding of this key insight will be crucial for the days to come. Uh, any discu discussion of terio is one involving this understanding. Our mission is to accept the commission of God for a place and work toward the establishment of righteousness therein. In the time of the end, the enemy will war against the people of God, embodying the passion that keeps the terror of God. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the martyria of the Lord, or the full commitment of our lives to his directed purpose. So, that was just the introduction. Uh, what I wanted to tell you is, uh, I feel like, one of the ministries that God has given me in this house is being your missionary. And, uh, and uh, as you know, I grew up here, and I was trained here, and I was just, I went through most of the battles that you went through, and then uh, you went through some other cruel ones. <laughs> but you were being trained. And I was just sent as a missionary to Mexico because God had plans, and those plans are just beginning to unfold as, as how... God had all these plans for, for the saints network to expand to the nations. And uh, all those times of prayer are showing its fruition now. And I, uh, as, as, your, as your missionary, uh, I know I, I was kept by your prayers. Even if you didn't know you were praying for me, you must have been praying. Because I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you as well. <laughs> so uh, I just want to be accountable to you. And I want to tell you what we have been experiencing and, and uh, over there in, in these nations, starting with Brazil, as you said, as, as Les, uh, Brother Les said, yes, I'm blessed to know these pastors in, in Sao Paulo, and I'm going to give you a little referral to as what, what is going on in Brazil. I don't know if Pastor Ron has told you. I know he has told you some things, but I also know I have a different point of view, and, and I can expand on that. Because first, we met this pastor that the, as we just lift up an offering to bring these people from Brazil here. And the way it works there is backwards. First time, you know, my brother Nikan, he traveled to Brazil, he met this pastor, and this pastor, Luciano, said, I really feel the Holy Spirit wants your brother to come and preach in Brazil. And I made that invitation extensive to the Saints Network. Over there, things work, work backwards. 
a guest speaker charges you to go, and I know they do here. I don't, I'm not going to charge you for this anyway. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you can wave that. <laughs> but over there, if you want a, a, a different speaker to come to church, especially one from the States or a different country, they're going to have a fee. And they usually, uh, that fee usually includes also, but not limited to, transportation and hotel and lodging and those and then some of these preachers they will require to stay at a five-star hotel like the Marriott or the Hilton it's not just like the hotel around the corner and uh, so he was worried if, if he could afford me <laughs> at that time I told him no no what are you talking about I mean we're not gonna charge you anything and then I told him Luciano and Pastor Ron and Pastor Paul are coming with me. Is that fine for you? And he and he wore he, he you could see he was concerned about it because he thought, I mean, I was not going to charge him because I'm Mexican probably. <laughs> but he said, oh, those he thought, oh, those those English speaking preachers, they're they're surely going to cost. <laughs> and he said, and, and we told him, no, they're paying for their own expenses. So, I mean, we're doing things the other way. I mean, and we always do. We pay for our airfare. We pay for our hotels. We pay for our own expenses in the Saints Network. Whereas in other ministries, they charge or they get paid for that. Uh, and we even ended up paying for them because they, they uh, the economy is not as good in Brazil. Pastor Luciano uh, has to work uh, in a secular job. He's a trainer. He's a, uh, a li like a fitness trainer. He gives personal training. Um, and uh, he has to divide his time amongst preaching and service in, in the ministry and making money to sustain him, him, and, his, him and his family. So uh, um, that's, I'm, I'm just expanding on, on why, we're, uh, why it's a big blessing that, again, we're doing things the other way. We're, as a network, we're supporting his trip to the U.S. For him, it's something he could have never imagined, just to come to the States. That was not even in his dreams. So he's, he's excited. He's now invited his mother-in-law, and his mother-in-law is making cakes. I don't know if you, did Pastor Brown tell you that? Okay, they're making cakes and they're selling them just to have money for her to um, afford her airfare. Yeah, and uh, they'll publish that on their WhatsApp and on their Facebook. And so, so they're really excited. And, and the thing with uh, his mother-in-law is she's a really prophetic person and she's going to lead the prophetic presbytery over there and pastor ron would like her to come although she's uh, i mean the saints network is only paying for pastor luciano his wife and his uh and their little baby which uh, i mean is less than two years old so he doesn't really pay for a, an airplane ticket but uh so she's gonna pay or the church she's she's just make trying to make more money so she can the, the mother-in-law so el Sina, so she can afford her her airfare so uh, that's 
that's how it's going in, in, in Sao Paulo. So, uh, but this guy, the, and, I, and I love the way God works in mysterious way, ways because when we were there last September, there was another pastor called Albano, and he lives four hours away from Sao Paulo. And he's been friends with Luciano for a long time. And he lives in, in an area called Batatais. And he saw the whole uh, seminar online last time because he couldn't come to the seminar live. Or, or he saw it live on the internet, but he couldn't come in person. But he, he was inspired by, by what we were teaching there about how it's all about the Father and His love. And uh, after serving more than 20 years, he felt the Lord, in, in a different ministry, he felt the Lord was wanting him to start his own ministry. And he called him the Father's love. He called his ministry the Father's love. And uh, you don't see many churches called after the Father's anything. <laughs> you, you, you will see Church of Christ or Saints of the Latter Days. or <laughs> just, but, but he was really inspired. And he approached Pastor Ron this time as we were there. And he said, would you be willing to come next time in um, October? Would you be willing to come to my town? And uh, I would be honored if you came. And, and I want to be part of the Saints Network. So God is just bringing them to the Saints Network, bringing these pastors. But I, I, I'm going to come back and tell you a little bit more about Batatais after that. So again, back to the accountability. We were, Pastor uh, Luciano invited us to another town, which is seven hours away driving. But we flew. We flew to Rio, which is one hour flight. And then we, we had to drive three and a half hours to Cabo Frio which is known as the Brazilian Caribbean. And we were there, and, um, we, uh, and this pastor has been a friend of Pastor Luciano for a while because his wife's family li uh, lives there. Like his, his, her aunt lives there. And they would go every other year on vacation to Cabo Frio. And he got to meet the pastor where her family goes to. And uh, they said they wanted us to go and preach there. And that's where we went last year with Pastor Ron and Pastor Paul, Nikan and me. And uh, the interesting thing there, and this is one of the reasons Pastor Ron is so excited about it, about Brazil, is because something really unexpected happened there. While we were there, uh, the pastor in that uh, host church was having some issues with his father, who is the, uh, he's got his own network of churches, but he's very strict and religious, and he didn't, he didn't like that his son, Marcelo, or Cello's church, Cello, he didn't like him playing modern music or having color lights in his church. So he was struggling, and he didn't feel, he felt like his father 
was holding him back from what the Lord had called him to do. Uh, Pastor Ron prophesied over him. He told him his testimony, his own testimony of how uh, he had to once make a, a decision on are we going to stay on the organization that we were part of or are we going to follow God. And so he just shared his testimony and, and Pastor Cello for the next week he had already spoken with his father and said I'm not going to I'm not going to be part of your network anymore I'm just gonna go on and follow what God has for me but that's just something that God made on that church the reason why we like there so much is because we found a, a spiritual oasis there and uh, and and the first time only apparently just one tribe of angels came on our prayer meetings at the hotel and these were roaring angels and pastor pastor paul got to got to uh perceive them that time but then they came to the church in our meetings and and during their meetings in in cello's church pastor ron saw a, a creative angel which is very similar to morning stars uh, the, the Morning Star Ministries angels. Remember how these guys, with music, musical ministry was very ongoing and outgoing and very prosperous. Well, they have those kind of angels there, and uh, and we were excited about that. And then there were all kinds of different angels. Some of these were, uh, had conches and uh, shells and uh, just very like creation or nature oriented. And then they would come, but that time we only saw a few of them. This time we went, the angels came to us, and they were excited about us, and they were even thanking us. Like they went to Nikan's room, they went to Pastor Ron's room, and for me personally, I just saw them at, the, at church. And whenever the, the church has their meetings, they are maybe not aware of what's going on, or maybe... I don't know if it happens always, every time that they play or the, every time that they gather. But there was just heightened spiritual activity there. There were spiritual winds blowing all over the place, rain, then the, the tribes of roaring angels, which were more uh, tribal and... Uh, just all, all sorts of angels there. And it's like, like an oasis where you can see different species of beings. And they, there's no conflict there. It's just a, a very blessed place. And, uh, and I'm mentioning this because although it's a, an oasis is, is generally associated with water in the desert, we're talking about the land and how the fire of God tells us to take the land. You know, we just saw it in that verse. I mean, he goes before us, showing us and leading us to take the land. And uh, even, even pastor said, well, I know we're here for the people. And, we're, and God sends us to train the people. And the indigenous people should take, the, take this, uh, take the land. But we're also here for the land. And I know God 
took us there in the middle of nowhere. I mean, no one would have ever thought about Cabo Frio. I had never even heard about that, the name of that city. And it's just out there. It's not even a big touristic city, as you would say, Orlando or Cancun or anything. There's, there's bigger, nicer areas, even in Brazil, like Fortaleza or, or maybe Salvador or maybe even Rio de Janeiro. But this little town here, it's, it's really a big, big spiritual place where the, the waters are being stirred because when we went there, they, there was a, the, the cry of the sons that spoke in diverse tongues. That's what happened. I mean, these, these guys recognized us, and they were, there, they, they were excited, even very much more more excited than, than we can be. And, uh, and I'm telling you this because, again, as... as as your missionary, because this land is yours. I mean, this is the land you, you've been praying for. It's just as maybe a little bit as in the colonies as we will go and explore back in the in 1500s. There were people that would go out and explore the land, and then they would come back and say, all right, we found a place you may want to go. And, and I know there's going to be a lot of interaction between that spiritual terrios and here, and, it, and it's even, even already maybe a little bit starting to, to know you, that that place has started to being activated. And, and then it's gradually, it's gradual. Every time it's gradual. The first time they didn't show themselves as much. This time they show them, themselves a little bit more. I know next time it's going to be just more and more impressive. And uh, I... I know God is still going to bless that church and everything, but there's a reason why God had us go there. And it's going to influence and empower all the network as well. And then let us go back to, to Batatais, that little city that um, we were not really interested in going because that's, that's too... Uh, to the southeast, to, to the northeast of, of Rio de Janeiro. That's Cabo Frio. To the northwest, we have Batatais. We will have to drive there. It's a long drive. It's a long, exhausting drive. And it, there's nothing there. But Batatais, they, 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 they used to think there's just different versions for that weird name. One was that it means batatas, like potatoes, and, and they, there's a, a sweet potato that they grow up there. But then that's not, again, the case. I mean, that's just one theory of where they got the name. Another is that they have a waterfall, and that, that maybe they named it because, the, 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 because of the sound that the water makes when, when it's falling, like batatatatas. But again, that's not the case. As we did our research, batatais means fire but when we went there for Nikan and I went there the team had already come back to the states and we went there and visited Pastor Albano and when we were praying and this is before we did the, the research on the meaning of the name we went there and we 
so we just saw fire. And it was a little bit like you, you saw Mordor and in the Lord of the Rings, and it, there was this volcano, and, and there was lots of, like, it just looked like it erupted everywhere, and there was fire. That's how it looked like. Well, the thing is, baptize means, and we didn't know this. So first we saw this in the spirit. It was just full of fire, and then there were some sort of pillars of fire coming up, sprouts of fire coming out from from, from, from the floor. And, and first we thought, like, there, there had been a battle there, and it was destroyed because of the battle, but we still hadn't seen it clear yet. Uh, and again, the perception will get clearer as we go and pray, and, and maybe that's, that's why we need you, because we, we need you to see what's there. Maybe you want to go and taste and see and, and uh, or just keep on praying about these places. Another thing is you did this temple of the tabernacle of the testimony activation here. And Pastor Ron told me that several people saw fire exactly in that area in the map of Brazil. And, and I hadn't told him about this. You know, uh, so it's not like I influenced him to think, oh, there's fire there. No, no, he, he first told me, Oh, I saw fire in that area. And then I told him, well, that's interesting because we went there and there was fire. And, and, the, and Wikipedia <laughs> says that the name Batatais means fire. fire is actually fiery serpent. And, and it's backed up on the natural because it has sources of natural gas around that area that will every once in a while lighten themselves up or catch fire and produce fireballs, natural fireballs. So people will be walking around and they, whoops, all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's going to be a fireball there, a real fireball. So it's interesting because even the natural is speaking about the spiritual. And again, we didn't know that. We hadn't looked in Wikipedia and, and, and get our, our spiritual senses influenced or, you know, like, all right, we got to see fire. Because I read the story of the city and we got to be praying until we see fire. No, no, we first saw fire. So again, we believe God is sending us to that area. And what is going to be next? I don't know. I mean, really, we, as always, we are just being led by God. And that's why I wanted to, to show you to, uh, why I started with the, with the fire and the terios. Because I really believe God is giving us that land, or I declare God has given us that land, and we're taking it, and we're taking it for the Saints Network, and we're taking it for, for all the activations that need to, need to be done in the spirit, and all those connections that have to be there in the spirit realm so that they will influence our, and power up and, and empower and develop all that we have here, all the structures that we have here. There's going to be... A, uh, all that exchange just as back on where the colonies in, in, in the 1500s were. I mean, there was riches being transferred from one place to another. I mean, we're not going to keep the, all that. We're going to develop the people and we're going we're gonna to even make the riches, the riches reproduce. I mean, our economy, as said before, is different. The kingdom economy is different. Uh, we are here to give. We're here to supply, but we're taking those supplies 
so we can reproduce them, so we can multiply them. And it's just that way, we, that's why we're sowing into Luciano's ministry, and that's why we're sowing ourselves into just having him come and, and have him, again, it's, it's this transactional thing. I mean, he's going to come here, and he's going to take things that we have here in this house, in the spirit, and he's going to go back to Brazil, and he's going to be in fire and, and just speak that fire into his people. Another thing is... Uh, God is making a movement there, starting a movement under a young man that was under his, uh, under, under Luciano. His name is Eso, Eso Santos. And uh, he just started, one day he thought, oh, all right, I'm going to start a ministry. And he started preaching in the streets. And then all of a sudden he had five people there. And then now he has 20 people in the main avenue in Sao Paulo, and he called his ministry Igreja da Rua, or Street Church. And now there's other people, now it's like 40 people just gathered together twice a week, and they have on Sunday afternoons, because churches on, in, on Sunday nights over there in, in Brazil, because people will watch the soccer games in the morning, so nobody would go to, to church. <laughs> Even the pastors would watch the soccer games. So, uh, so, so and he is now teaching these people about proscuneo, and they will do proscuneo in the streets. And then somebody saw that on, on the social networks. And, and, and he said that other people, those other people in uh, Rio de Janeiro and El Salvador, it's a, just a different province, they said, hey, we want to follow your, your, your model of church. Can we come under you? And so he's now kind of giving covering to those other two smaller Igreja da Rua in other cities. And he is under Luciano. And what we have seen is that uh, God is giving Luciano authority or a recognition of authority that people will come and, and, and ask him to be their, cover, his, their covering. And Luciano, in turn came to Pastor Ron and said, I want you to be my covering. And, and the, all the other pastors in Brazil are surprised about how God, or what God has done in Luciano, because he's, on the eyes of other churches, he, he was a small church, not more than 80 people, or started, started in, in the uh, back yard of his a grand uh, of his mother-in-law's house he, the um, the washing machine was his pulpit he would put the bible in, in the washing machine and start preaching and it's only been two years now and uh he's got an international covering which is the saints network and he's got international pastors that go on international teams that go and minister to his people. And people look up to him now. And he's going to have a prophetic presbytery, which is going to be, that, that's one of the reasons he's coming here, to be trained in the prophetic, so he can have order in his, in, in, in his house about the, the, the prophetic. Because you'll see that the prophetic in, in Brazil is very much active. But people are misled by that. 
and they then they they just don't know how to manage it because there's lots of giftings there. So um, I just wanted to tell you that you know as uh, your representative to to the nations, and I know God is going to be opening several other nations in Central Latin America. Mexico, again, is, is one of them. But he decided to start with, uh, with Brazil. Why there, whereas none of us w is present there, I mean, I was in Mexico, but he's moving me more to go to Brazil and minister. That's the way he chose. And we just got to be faithful. And I know that this teaching about fire uh, has to do on, on, on the reserves that he's got there in, in Batatais for us, but also as a prophetic sign of how he's leading us to take those, those spiritual places for him and to get them activated. And, and that's, that's where you come in, I mean, with your prayers and with your support in every aspect. And I wish... Uh, I really would encourage you to start praying because uh, your giftings are needed there as well, your your intercession and and even your presence if you would like to come. I mean, you're all welcome. All right. So just wanted to encourage you and to let you know how things look like over there. And I pray the fire of God all over you and let, your, let this uh, sun, Pentecost Sunday be ignited or uh, let it. Let the fire of God ignite your, your spiritual passion for him. Amen? Thank you.